Hi everyone, welcome to Growing Boy Stories. My name is Stephen Dunham. In each Growing Boy Story, Adam and David love each other because they are brothers. Of course, they get into arguments and even fight with each other sometimes, but they love to do everything together. Their parents help them learn how to play, get hurt, comfort each other, and play together again. Along the way, Adam and David have so much fun and love their lives. Listen to their stories right here on Growing Boy Stories. Hi grown-ups. In this story, Adam and David experience the death of their first pet, a butterfly. <clears throat> story is about much more than that, but if you aren't sure about your children listening to it, then you could choose to listen to it first if desired. Remember that listening to these stories are your responsibility as the grown-up. Okay, so if you and your children do feel ready to listen, then let's get started with this awesome story, which is called The Butterfly. A knock rapped on the door, followed by a heavy thud on the ground. Boom. Then footsteps walked away from the house. The boys scrambled from the window, bumping into each other as they parted the curtains. A male person got into her truck, started it up, and rolled away. Mom, Dad, there's a package here. Can I get it? Asked Adam. I got here first, argued David. <laughs> Aaron, their father, exited the kitchen and approached them. Okay. I'm going to open the door, he said, and the two of you can grab it at the same time, okay? As Aaron opened the door, Adam banged his left shoulder on the door jam. David banged his right shoulder on the door itself. They both grabbed the box and carried it to the couch together. What is it, asked David. Aaron used his large hands to peel the tape off the package. Then... He, was, he ripped the cardboard flaps open. Adam noticed how strong he was. How long would it be before he'd be able to open a package just like his dad, he wondered. Aaron removed an orange box inside that had pictures of trees and leaves and an orange-colored pink lady butterflies on it. What is it, asked Adam. Did we get butterflies? We sure did, exclaimed Aaron. I have a butterfly net. I'll go get it, said David. What do you want to get a butterfly net for, asked Aaron. I want to catch them when they come out of the box, ex explained David. <laughs> you don't need a butterfly net quite yet because we need to grow these butterflies first. Actually, right now they're just caterpillars, but they'll transform into butterflies later, said Aaron. Are they going to turn to butterflies like we saw on the computer? Asked Adam. You are absolutely correct, said Aaron. Adam and David lowered their heads closer to examine the box. They still didn't understand exactly what was in the box, so they were very curious. Wouldn't you be curious if your grown-up told you that caterpillars inside a box would turn into butterflies in your own house? David imagined the caterpillars laying around on top of their coffee table, 
turning into butterflies, flying around the house. Adam imagined the caterpillars crawling all over the house, exploring, and that Adam and David and Aaron would lose them. <clears throat> Won't the caterpillars just crawl away and leave us, asked Adam. Should we put them in a jar? That's a very good idea, Adam. Let me show you what we're going to do, said Aaron. Aaron tilted the box over and out came many pieces of long, white pieces of plastic that looked like sticks. Some were straight and some were curved. The box also contained a white mesh net that would become the outside of the butterfly cage. Finally, Aaron removed a plastic container which had five caterpillars in it. They were brown and tan colored, measuring one inch long. They were climbing around in what looked like brown rubbery dirt, which was actually their food. The boys helped their dad connect the plastic sticks together until they had made what looked like a birdcage. Then Aaron helped them pull the mesh net over the cage. The net fit snug so that none of the butterflies would be able to escape. What's all the rubbery looking dirt they're crawling around in, asked Adam. That's not actually uh, dirt, said Aaron. That's their food. Normally, caterpillars eat leaves, but <clears throat> when they're coming in the mail in a box like this one, this is the food that helps them grow. Aaron put the plastic container, which had the caterpillars, into a hole at the top of the butterfly cage, leaving it hanging. When do they turn into butterflies, asked David. Aaron checked the instruction booklet. It says here the caterpillars will eat their food for two or three more days. Then they will hang from the top of their little container over the cage. They'll turn into chrysalises, or what I used to call cocoons. After they become butterflies, they will fly down from the top container into the butterfly cage. We will put sugar water and fruit at the bottom of the cage for them to eat. Then we can watch them in the butterfly cage and see what they do. After a few more days, we will release them outside. What does release mean, asked David. Release means we'll let them go out and live outside. They'll find food and drink from the flowers and the bushes outdoors, explained Aaron. Can't we just keep them inside, asked Adam. David agreed with Adam and said, let's just keep them in this cage forever, right here in the house. Well, I want to tell you, listener, that I completely understand why David and Adam wanted to keep those butterflies. I would feel sad and angry too if I received a gift, but then I had to give it away. It doesn't feel fair, does it? Well, the thing about butterflies is that they live their best lives outdoors. It helps them to feel free and be the best kind of butterflies they can be. They can explore the flowers and bushes to get the food and drink they need. I think if I were a butterfly, I'd like to do those things too. So these butterflies are exciting and joyful for Adam and David, but sad too because they know that they're going to lose them. Let's see what happens in the rest of the story, okay? Starting the next morning, and every morning after that, Adam and 
David pressed their noses into the outside of the cage to check on the butterflies. The first two days felt kind of boring because the caterpillars just ate and ate and ate and ate and ate and ate. They didn't do anything else like fly around or anything like that. They just kind of sat there. They were just caterpillars. On the third morning, David noticed something. They're hanging, they're hanging, shouted David. <laughs> Adam pressed his eye up against the cage. He thought they looked glued to the top of the plastic container up above the cage. Then Aaron removed the container from the top of the cage. And he said, I'm removing the bottom of this container, said Aaron. Then the caterpillars can fly down into the cage after they turn into full butterflies. For now, let's add some sugar water and watermelon to the bottom of the cage so that they have something to eat and drink when they come down, said Aaron. For two more days, the boys climbed out of bed, ran down the hallway, and put their eyes on the butterflies. When, actually on the cocoons, really, that were hanging. When will they turn into butterflies, asked Adam. Any day now, said Aaron. The next day after school, Aaron was helping Adam with some difficult homework while David pretend, did some uh, pretend with toys in the bedroom. David's mom had given him a brown wooden box with red velvet inside of it. He was pretending that it was a secret hideout for one of his Lego men. The Lego man was inside that wooden box with the velvet, red velvet inside of it. In the living room, Adam looked up from his homework and noticed a strange movement. Something was moving around in the sugar water at the bottom of the cage. Butterfly, yelled Adam. David ran into the room and soon all three of them crowded around the butterfly cage. Why is the butterfly in the sugar water, asked Adam. It looks like it's stuck, said Aaron. I'm going to help it out of the sugar water. Aaron pried back the mesh netting, just enough to squeeze his hand through and pick up the butterfly. Immediately, he noticed something was wrong with the butterfly. Aaron pursed his lips and squinted his eyebrows. Adam knew this meant his dad felt concerned. There's something wrong with this butterfly, said Aaron. The right wing is folded in half. Adam, could you help? Could you bring me a paper towel so I can dry it off? Aaron gingerly grabbed hold of the butterfly wing. The butterfly was called a pink lady butterfly, but actually it was mostly orange colored. Aaron did the best he could, drying the butterfly, but it was still kind of wet and sticky. Adam, could you use a paper towel to dry the bottom of the cage while I keep trying to dry off the butterfly, asked Aaron. After cleaning the butterfly and the cage, they took a closer look. The butterfly was not fully developed because it came out of its cocoon too soon. The left wing of the butterfly was folded almost in half. Will it be able to fly, asked David. I don't think so, said Aaron. Uh, however, we can leave it here in the cage and it won't have to fly it can walk to the sugar water and fruit by itself to get the food and drink it needs explained Aaron 
Over the next couple days, the rest of the caterpillars turned into butterflies and flew down to the bottom of the cage, drinking sugar, water, and fruit. One morning, Aaron announced, Okay, Adam and David, it's time to release the butterflies. I don't want to release the butterflies, said David. Me neither, said Adam. The butterflies won't stay healthy in this cage for too long, explained Aaron. And they could even die if they don't get a chance to live in the great outdoors. For them, living outdoors is the best place for them to get the nectar and the food that they need. Plus, they love to fly and be free. David folded his arms, turned around, and walked away to his bedroom. He was very angry. He didn't want to release the butterflies. Can't we just keep them for a couple more days, said Adam. Aaron agreed to keep the butterflies for a couple more days, but finally the day came to release them. The boys carried the cage outside, David holding one side of the cage and Adam holding the other. They set the cage on top of the picnic table under the large shade tree in the front yard. Large amounts of flowers and bushes lined their yard and the yards of their neighbors. They hoped the butterflies would drink and eat from them and stick around for the next week or two. They could still see them from time to time. What about the hurt butterfly, asked Adam. Will it walk along the grass and climb in the bushes and the flowers? Actually, I think we should keep the hurt butterfly in the cage, said Aaron. We can continue to give it sugar water and fruit. I don't think it would survive outdoors for very long, predicted Aaron. Would you guys like to give it a name so we can call it something other than the hurt butterfly, suggested Aaron. I have a good idea, said Adam. Let's call it brave because it was brave to keep eating and drinking with a bent wing. All right, well, brave it is, said Aaron. Adam, David, and Aaron pulled the mesh net from the bottom all the way up to the top and over the cage. This left the butterflies free to fly away. One butterfly immediately darted out of the cage, flew around the shade tree, and then disappeared over the fence, never to be seen again. Two other butterflies left a minute or two later after they figured out they were free. The last butterfly flew to a nearby bush and landed on a flower. Let's go see the butterfly on the flower, said Aaron. They walked slowly to the bush and examined the butterfly as it slowly flapped its wings while sitting atop the flower. Then the butterfly flew away and out of sight. Adam took a deep breath, sighed, and then put his head down. I don't like setting them free, he said. Aaron knelt down with one knee on the ground and asked Adam if he wanted to sit on his knee. Adam sat on Aaron's knee and then Aaron put his arm around Adam's shoulder. Then he rubbed Adam's back while Adam cried for just a little bit. David watched Aaron comfort his big brother and it made him feel safe inside because he knew his dad cared about Adam. After comforting Adam, Aaron walked back to the cage and pulled the mesh net down over Brave who was their final butterfly resident. Let's take Brave back inside and we will make sure 
the sugar, water, and fruit is fully stocked, said Aaron. We can take care of Brave because he needs our help. Yeah, let's take care of him, echoed David. A week passed by. Adam and David slowly forgot about Brave, except for when Aaron helped them restock the sugar, water, and fruit. One day, however, David noticed that Brave was laying on his side. His legs were sticking out. David watched him for a minute, but Brave never moved. Dad, Dad, something's wrong with Brave, announced David. Aaron walked quickly down the hallway next to David. Adam followed from behind and put his nose up to the cage. Aaron had some bad news for Adam and David. I think that Brave has died. He is laying on his side and his legs aren't moving. I'm going to open the cage and hold him and see if he moves, explained Aaron. Aaron gingerly picked up Brave and held him in the palm of his hand, but Brave never moved. Adam's eyes started to tear up, and even David started to cry a little bit. He had never had a pet die before. I loved Brave, said David. Can we do a group hug? asked Aaron. Adam and David's heads both hung low, and David crossed his arms. They were angry and sad. Aaron could tell they did not want a group hug. And you know what? I can understand David and Adam. Sometimes when we are very angry, we might not want a group hug right away. Aaron asked David a question. He said, do you still have that small wooden box in your bedroom from mom? The one that had, you had the Legos uh, in? You were playing pretend? I think I do, <clears throat> David answered. I was just playing with it earlier. Aaron said, what if we put Brave in a wooden box and then I can write a note for each of you to put in the box? Both of you can tell me what you want me to write to Brave, explained Aaron. David retrieved the wooden box and brought it to Aaron. The lid of the dark brown box swiveled open and that soft velvet red cloth lined the inside of it. They pulled the Lego guy out and put Brave into that box with the red velvet cloth. Adam, what words do you want me to write to Brave and put in the box, asked Aaron. Adam said, Brave was a good butterfly. You made me love butterflies. I wanted you to be our pet forever, but now you are gone. I want to be a veterinarian when I grow up so I can take care of butterflies. I will miss you. How about you, David? Asked Aaron. What do you want me to put in here? What words? David thought for a moment. Then he said, I'm sorry your wing was broken. I'm sorry you died. I want to play with you again. After writing these kind and loving words of David and Adam, Aaron folded the two notes. Then he put Brave and the notes into the wooden box. Then he closed it. Adam and David, those were beautiful and powerful words you gave to Brave. I'm very proud I got to write them for you, said Aaron. Aaron, David, and Adam placed the wooden box outside underneath flowers and bushes in the front yard. Aaron knelt down in front of Adam and David. 
Then he said, I'm thankful we got to know Brave and the other butterflies. I'm so sad that Brave didn't make it, and I'm sad that you're sad too. I love you, and I think the two of you are amazing butterfly keepers. Maybe you can work in a zoo someday and take care of them if you want to. After comforting his two sons, Aaron noticed the soccer ball they had under the shade tree. You know what, he said. What, asked David. Yeah, what, repeated Adam. Aaron said, I see a soccer ball under the shade tree. You want to play two on one? First one to the ball gets a free kick to the goal to start the game, Aaron announced. Adam smiled, and David's eyes got bigger. Aaron growled like a dog. Arr! David jumped towards the ball. Adam grabbed his arm and pulled him, pulled past him. Aaron dove and slid under Adam, reaching his arm out. Who do you think got the ball? Guess what? It was David, the youngest player. <laughs> and he got the free kick. Hooray for David! <laughs> for the next 10 minutes before getting ready for bedtime, David, Adam, and Aaron ran with the ball, kicked the ball, passed the ball. They bumped into each other while trying to score goals against each other. They laughed and played and had so much fun together. <laughs> well, hi, everyone. This is a difficult story because Brave was the first pet uh, to die for Adam and David. And it was a surprise because no one, not even Aaron, thought this would happen. You know, they thought that when they got the five caterpillars, they would all turn into butterflies and fly away. Losing a pet brings feelings of sadness and anger, and these strong feelings of loss is called grief. Loss is a very difficult feeling. What I like about this story is that Aaron talked to David and Adam clearly about what was happening. Then he took the time to comfort David and Adam once they were ready for that comfort. After they had a chance to feel those difficult feelings and then Aaron's comfort, Aaron saw that soccer ball and got them playing, bringing them fun, joyful feelings and closeness with each other. And you know what? A couple days later, Adam and David saw two pink lady butterflies circling around the air, flying right past them in the front yard. The butterflies, the butterflies, they yelled as they chased them through their yard and into the neighbor's yards. Running back to their house, they shouted, Dad, Dad, we saw the butterflies, we saw the butterflies. <laughs> if you could see Aaron, you'd see a big smile on his face, giving high fives to Adam and David. <laughs>